All right, sweet. Um, you ready? I need the. Uh, we need like this intro music to be yes. I've got it going. I'm gonna get Dobbs like heavy metal, up. but we need some kind of fun. Some kind of heavy metal intro, but I don't even like is heavy metal. Your, so is that no. what you're saying? Like no. we can we can anticipate from this uh, is a heavy metal. A heavy. Like, I actually love heavy metal hair band music. So like, po- like poison and Bon Jovi. Save that for the interview. All right, that is yes. Keep that in, keep that little tidbit because that's gonna be good. Um, I'm gonna write '80s by this. <laughs> Welcome to Grace Point Direct, where we take a few minutes to help you better connect with our church. The goal of each of these podcasts is not only to inform about different things that we have happening at the church body, but also to dig a little bit deeper into some different topics and issues that we should all find interesting. We'll be dropping a new episode each Monday morning, so make sure to subscribe so you'll get notified when it hits. Today, we've got episode number three in our More Than a Minister series, where we'll get to know our staff in a way that maybe you haven't gotten to yet. This week's guest is no longer the newest staff member, but has joined our staff recently uh, this past July as our group's navigator. Nathan Wagner, welcome to Grace Point Direct. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good middle of the night, whenever Wherever. you enjoy your podcast. Whenever you enjoy It's a for variety you, of things. Isn't for it? you night owls out there, I understand just, yes. You like coffee. Are you I a like podcast coffee. person? Uh, I listen to some, yes. Usually yes. when I drive. That's kind of my go-to. Right. Yeah. Listen when I drive. Yeah, same. same. I, I, I tend to think about podcasts more when I'm driving. Right. I guess it's just that space. Right. Yeah, that you, space. of course, have to safely pull over on the side of the road to hit play and find said safely, podcast. Safely, yeah. yeah. I, I, I do it before I start driving. So, I mean, you know, potato, potato, just however you safely listen and consume podcasts. But let's start off, man. I, I would love for myself and other people in our church to just know more about you as an individual. Uh, so let's just start with your family right now. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, who you guys are and uh, maybe what you've been enjoying in this area since you've gotten here. Yeah, so uh, my wife, uh, Melissa, and I have been married uh, about June will be 19 years. So uh, anyway, June will be 19 years. My wife, Melissa, is an occupational therapist um, working with pediatrics. She's been doing that um, our whole marriage. We have two kids. Parker is 15. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a freshman at Bentonville West, and my daughter, Peyton, is in sixth grade at uh, Artists and Middle School. Man, freshman and uh, and and sixth grade; those are two transitional they times are. for kids. That's awesome. They are. They are you both. Are... Both uh, enjoy music and uh-huh. play music. My daughter plays violin. Uh, just relatively yeah. new to that. Awesome. My son plays a whole lot of other stuff. Um, yeah, including oboe and all kinds of other stuff too. Yeah, he's gotten uh, recently um, like involved in student stuff. It's been really cool. I worked with him this past Sunday night. It was awesome. He, he did a great job. He loves um, music. Yes. Um, so you guys, um, what do you find yourself doing on weekends? Uh, we like to ride bikes. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but Bentonville is a pretty good area to <laughs> enjoy riding bikes. Although yeah. the ironic thing is about seven months ago, eight months ago, we weren't necessarily uh, bike riders per mm-hmm. se. We would just ride around the neighborhood kind of thing. But now it's right. a lot more trails and a number of other uh, pretty stuff that we actually get to enjoy here. Right. So all of us kind of enjoy riding bikes. We enjoy being outside. We enjoy the lake, um, obviously oh, nice, during yeah. the summer, not so much right now. So now you guys, um, your in-laws are in Bella Vista, correct? They are. They so are. how long have they been up there? 
uh, August was a year. So they okay. were here. We, we moved 11 months after they did. Oh, nice. So, so it, just taking the whole family. That's like yeah. Beverly Hillbilly yeah, style, man. Like just putting everybody in the truck. Yeah, we've been in ministry for uh, over 20 years and never done ministry close to family. So wow. um, I, we've, we did ministry about two hours from my family um, yeah. for a couple of years. But this is definitely the closest that we've ever... I mean, we're really the same community for sure. 20 minutes driveway right. to driveway. That's so. been different, huh? It's been great. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. Um, so you guys, um, talking about just being in different locations like that, you're from Oklahoma. I am. I'm from Oklahoma originally, uh, Oklahoma City area. Okay. Um, did ministry there for a while, went to school there. Um, also grew up in South Carolina a little bit as okay. well. What, um, what had you guys moving around? My dad is a pastor. Okay. And uh, my mom is a pediatric nurse practitioner and runs clinics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, been doing that my whole life. And so... Um, yeah, my dad's a pastor, so he's been in ministry my whole life and then some retired yeah. now, but still definitely does right. ministry always. You never, you never right. quit. So, right. Uh, would you say that you, um, uh, fit into the cliche of a PK or is that something that's offensive? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's offensive or not necessarily, but I, I mean, it should be a good thing, there's right? Probably sometimes when, uh, when I would definitely fit into that cliche and yeah. other times oh, yeah. when. All of us, right? Uh, for sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So you guys, um, you're from OKC, uh, did a little bit in, you said, North Carolina? South, South Carolina. Carolina. South Carolina. Um, kind of back and forth. Um, but is Oklahoma home? Is that like where roots yeah, are? Yeah, it kind of depends on who I'm talking to, uh, right, right. where my roots yeah. are. I have some family still in uh, in Oklahoma area, Oklahoma City area, and then obviously my parents still live, and my sister as well and her family live in uh central part of South Carolina. So. Right. Um, they've been there, uh, for a little while, yeah, 10 or 12 years or so. Um, so I know that you said you like, you guys like the trails and get on that. And of course with the kids at the age they are, lots of extracurriculars come going with that. But I also know that you're super into barbecue. Is this correct? <laughs> uh, this is correct. I do okay. love to cook. Uh, my whole family loves to cook. My wife is an incredible cook as well. Right. Uh, I love the grill, all things, the grill. I have mm -hmm. a, I have an egg, a Kamado. And so mm -hmm. I love to um, cook all kinds of meats, whether it's yeah. low and slow briskets and ribs and absolutely keep pork, talking pulled pork and yes. uh, anything else that is good. Amen. Uh, I enjoy it. I'll probably cook some. I, I generally do it about twice a week. Um, yeah. There's uh, on the on the menu this weekend. I think is pulled pork. So I'm pretty ooh, very nice. To it. So when we were talking to Emily in her episode, which she was episode number one, and that is not you know chronological or anything like that. Episode number three is just as important as episode <laughs> number one. But she definitely is taking the number one things very seriously. Um, but she was talking about you know she's from Oklahoma as well. Uh, and her, she has country music, country music's at her roots, but she kind of like blames it on Garth Brooks and like a Blake Shelton. Like you kind of have to, if you're from Oklahoma. <laughs> so where's your musical taste at? What are we, uh, what are we talking about? I actually am a big Garth Brooks fan as well, okay. but, um, I lived in Oklahoma. So everybody in Oklahoma is a Garth Brooks fan and right. he puts on an incredible show. And he's like, a, he's like the brother. He's like the famous yeah, brother. You don't I've have. seen him a bunch of times and his shows are always fantastic. Right. So, um, but actually kind of a little free tidbit of information. I do actually enjoy a good eighties hairband music. Music, uh, mm. uh, Poison and Bon Jovi, and oh, yeah. not necessarily like heavy metal, but I like a good yeah. uh, '80s hair band. My wife and kids always make fun of me that oh, I yeah. happen to know all those songs. And man, but just think about yeah. that Saturday evening, oh, yeah. sun setting. You've got about yeah, 68, 72 degrees, winded down. Bon Jovi, bon Jovi smacking the speakers. Yes, that's a good day right it there. It's good stuff. <laughs> it is good stuff. Cool. So uh, never had a mullet though. Never had a mullet. 
So there's always time. There there is time. I have yeah. Never We're a very time. accepting church. So yes. I, mean, I think that we would the mullet. I think is something we should maybe vote on. on do we think the mullet is actually going to come back? I mean, it's kind of made these moments where it's come back. But Let like, me tell you something. Where I'm from, the mullet never the left. The mullet never left. So that's just... Uh, well, I mean, it's probably going to cycle back in. Yeah, sure, it probably sure. will. We'll see. So um, let's talk about you as a kid R- real quick. Um, if we met you on the playground, uh, what kind of kid would someone meet uh, out there? <laughs> I uh, I was one who was always playing sports. Yeah. Uh, I would always have a football in my hand mm-hmm. or... Um, some soccer ball at my feet or something, I would always be playing some kind of sports. Um, oh, yeah. naturally gravitate toward that. Yeah. The monkey bars and the slides and all that stuff, I never really messed with. That was always yeah. what sport can we play today? Is that a competitive thing or is that just you just enjoy all the, of the above? All the above. Yeah. 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 A little yeah. less competitive now than I used to be, but yeah, that's because I'm getting older, but that's okay. You can't afford, at some point, it's just that you can't afford to be competitive anymore. It's right. like too right. demoralizing. Eventually, the, com- the competition is, did I break bo- more bones or less bones than the <laughs> amount of runs that we scored or the amount of touchdowns <laughs> right. that we scored? And right. if so, it was a good day. As Absolutely. long as it was less, we're good. Well, that's our, I know we play softball uh, on the church team together, and uh, I know that's like definitely my goals <laughs> at the end of the game is like, can I can I actually can I work? work the next can day? I, yeah, can <laughs> I, uh, I plan all the next day is like all my computer work. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting down, oh, yeah. I haven't move around a lot yeah uh, but i will say nathan can drop it in uh oppo right field just about every single time uh he wants to so he can put the ball down it's also the only place that i can hit the softball so hey, I, if it I hits can't the ground. hit it anywhere else but single to right single to right that's all i got so. hey on the ground it's down right so um all right so let's talk about um kind of uh in high school uh competitive i'm, I'm assuming sports are a big part of your life um what about church for you as a as a teenager um what was church like what was your involvement yeah, so, so PK obviously yeah, you're there. So I was there. Obviously, I, I started going to church my whole. I mean, before I was born, right? Uh, gave my life to Christ at the age of seven, um, and kind of went through the motions, if you will. Part of my story is my involvement in uh, in church, and so we moved right after my eighth grade year, before my freshman year um, mm-hmm. in high school, and. Uh, with move comes, uh, move, although it was across town, it comes finding a new school and mm-hmm. a new church yeah. and right. new peers and among a, a number of other things. And uh, my sophomore year in high school, I went on a ski trip with my uh, my my youth group, if you will. And long story made short, uh, fell off a cliff snow skiing and was not expected to live. Uh, wow. Literally given about a 10% chance to live. Wow. Um, hospitalized for a number of weeks, coma for a number of days. And... Uh, mm through that experience was kind of uh, where I realized that the Lord had something different for me, something sure. uh, he wasn't done yet. And wow. so yeah. um, through that was kind of, and the, and the weeks and months that followed um, from being in the hospital and a number of people um, yeah. praying for and investing in and visiting yeah. and having real conversations mm. um, was was just where I said, all right, Lord, what do you, what do you got? And oh, so... Yeah. Um, anyway, surrendered my life to ministry shortly thereafter and, uh, been trying to figure out what in the world that looked like for a little while. So, uh, <laughs> well, early, I mean, early on, it was kind of like, what does that even mean? What does right. that look like? And so, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, and, but something like that though, it, it really, it preaches multiple things, doesn't it? Like, um, I haven't have that kind of life altering scenario, but like just hearing you talk about that in the past and then like absorbing other people's stories, it seems like it preaches multiple things, the goodness of God, his mercy sure. and grace His pr- provision. Yes. But then how the church also rallies, right? And yeah. the church kind of comes around that, um, or should, for should sure. really be something that like 
promotes our interest. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, it in was family. instrumental in the church as well. I mean, there's still people. It's been, I mean, decades since then. Right. Uh, and there's still people who who I'll meet in when I'll go and I'll visit friends or whatever. And there's still right. people who will say, Nathan, Nathan. Oh, wow. Hey, I prayed for yeah. you and whatever. Oh, wow, uh, yeah. And it's been two and a half plus decades. Right. And so um, it's just an incredible story and testimony mm-hmm. to the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, sure. his, you know, the fact that he's the ultimate physician and oh, yeah. he's a great physician. It is, it is an incredible story. I right. still snow ski. It's still one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, but I look back literally every time I'm in the mountains and I'm just so thankful for uh, wow, what the yeah. Lord did in his hand and, and provision on my life and... Right, so you've got that story, and you come out of that obviously not a di- not not the same, and right. you're you're different, spiritually different, uh, emotionally, uh, having handled that and gone through it, and seen people rally around it. That's awesome uh, stories uh, in that, but um, still, kind of, it's st- you're still young, right? And you know that ministry is something that you're interested in, um, but like you just alluded to, navigating what's next and actually how to go into that. And I mean, even though you saw your dad in vocational ministry, it's still not something that's so super normal and that is really like the normal life path for most sure. for most kids. So talk about kind of coming out of that season, um, you know, deciding what you're going to do after high school, pursuing vocational ministry, any other interests and things like that. Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of during that season began to really pray that the Lord would kind of show me what he had for me. Uh, and it was a process. And so I um, worked at a number of different things. I worked at uh, the YMCA and kind of after school program with um, kiddos that were, uh, you know, in grade school, if you will, and um, realized that that was kind of childcare, if you will. And, and I enjoyed sure. it naturally being yeah. the sportsy guy that I, that I was and the fact that I enjoyed all that stuff. I would, um, you know, play kickball and soccer and right. whatever with these kids. And it was super fun. Uh, I worked at a, a summer camp one summer um, and eventually kind of got connected with a student ministry in Oklahoma City hmm. uh, while I was going through uh, school and um, kind of came on their staff as a right. as a full-time intern, year-round intern, if you will, for a, almost sure. three years and fell in love with uh, ministry through the local church and specifically at that time in student ministry. Um, graduated, got married, um, and then the next number of, of years, uh, almost almost 20 years after we've been married now, but uh, we've been doing student ministry at various places all around right. the country, from Missouri to uh, Oklahoma, South Carolina, uh, and then most recently in Houston, Texas. Right. And so, um, and then six months ago, obviously yeah. getting here in July and uh, doing something different. So, I mean, we right. did student ministry for almost, well, right at 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of the the last 12 months in student ministry when we really felt felt like the Lord is just tugging our heart in kind of a different right. direction and um, prayed through that and talked to lots and lots of friends and mentors um, who were able to speak life and truth uh, right. into me and over me during that time. And uh, um, as we kind of walked the journey of what the Lord was doing next for us. So yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a big shift, though. It's it's a big ministry shift for, uh, for you guys, and I'm sure very exciting um, to kind of close a 20-year chapter of we've been doing Stewman for so long, and we know this so well, but now we're going to kind of shift into this navigation role for Grace Point, this group's role for Grace Point, and not only that, Houston is not Northwest Arkansas. It's not. I'm from Southeast Texas, so like I know the difference yeah. in, in the area. So just like moving states and and moving ministry and change, change, change. Um, what's it been like for you, kind of coming into this role and 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 balancing some of that? Yeah, uh, it's been it's been 
It's been fun. It's been different, obviously, um, coming from a city of seven and a half million people <laughs> right. to a state that's you know a third that size. Right. Um, and uh, but that's been fun and refreshing at the same time. Um, but ministry is all about people, and so one of the things that I've learned from day one, you know, twenty years ago, launching into ministry full steam ahead is that ministry is all about relationships. It's about relationships with each right. other. It's about connecting others to the most important relationship of all. Jesus. Absolutely. And yeah. so uh, everything we do is always about relationships. And right now in the middle of a COVID world, man, it stinks because we can't have people over our home and have right. sitting, you know, sitting around a table and having dinner and things like that. And that's been a little tough, um, but it, we've just had to get creative in how right. we start and build and uh, invest in, in right. people in those relationships. And well, so, yeah, coming into a role that's yeah. groups based, right? I mean, and groups are people meeting. Sure. <laughs> uh, so like we shifted real heavy virtually, obviously, uh, at the beginning of last year, right before you came on to like promoting groups to try and meet virtually. But then like you hit the summertime and you hit the end of the year and, and you start groups start to kind of like meet together in a COVID friendly way. And because people just want to see each other. Right. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that's probably been a pretty big hurdle for you guys going through the fall, even uh, figuring out how do we grow a group's ministry, which is uh, which hinges on people's relationships with each other um, in a COVID-restricted world. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been one of those things that we've uh, wrestled through and tried to get creative, and definitely haven't found the <laughs> the perfect uh, you know the perfect solution, if you will. But um, it's not from a lack of effort and a lack of oh, yeah. just having conversations and trying to figure right. out what works because what works for one is not necessarily going to work for another group, or, right? Or the other and, six. And that's really the nature of discipleship, right? Of like right. and just like figuring out how to this one particular group needs this and this other particular group. And it's just time consuming and, and takes that. Um, I know. So you, you're you have de- uh, you've dedicated to that. Um, you've got Anne Lorenz. You've got half of Anne Lorenz yeah. uh, <laughs> dedicating to that, which uh, she's a superstar uh, relationally with a lot of folks. Um, but I will say, even though you guys have had that hurdle, our groups ministry has grown, and uh, there's been a lot more. Um, a solid uh, feel and, and understanding of what we're trying to get accomplished. So um, let's talk about as we move out of 2020, um, besides kind of still hurtling COVID, like because we still have the restrictions. Yeah, they're going to be here. They're going to be here while. for a little while. Exactly. Um, we have, we've, we're learning how to live with them and live around them or something like that, you know, just deal with it. Um, but, so what's exciting now that we're moving past the initial shock of having to change ministry, um, what's exciting about 2021 groups? Uh, well, I said it's kind of all about relationships, and in that process of kind of walking through what we felt like the Lord was doing in our hearts, um, moving away from student ministry and into groups ministry, you know, my kids are getting older, and we find that their uh, their parents are—sorry, uh, their friends' parents are our age, and right. so our, our ministry has just shifted. Um, right. yeah. Part of student ministry was always ministry to parents, you know, all right. and uh, part of that process has been—it's um, been— uh, very life-giving to build those relationships in a different context. And so that was part of that process of how we felt like the Lord was you know, leading us in a different role. And so here, one of the things that we're most excited about, really in the last three-ish months or so, two and a half to three months, um, we've actually launched 12 brand new groups. Um, wow which has been so fun. Um, I say that that we will in the next couple of days, but um, a total of 12, and there's a handful more that are coming uh, later in the spring, which we're real excited about um, because ultimately people need community. They're created for community, and if they don't have it, they don't find it, then they're always... They're always looking for it, and they're always Absolutely. wondering where in the world can I meet people? How can I, 
you know, be around people to digest what we feel like the Lord's doing in our life. And so um, right. we're, we're real excited about that. It's been one of the most uh, fun things, I guess, over the last few months is right. just celebrating that. And we've had several yeah. brand new groups kick would, off and launch. Would you say, uh, so obviously um, church is a, a conglomerate, kind of a mosaic of ministry, right? It's a lots of things going on. There's different aspects, different ways people can serve, different ways people get involved, and different ways the church ministers to our, commu- uh, to our community as a whole. And on, uh, obviously Grace Point has a global focus as well. But would it be fair to say that groups, like specific, uh, specifically being in a small group, is something that's a universal concept that you can't do church without circles? Yes. You, yeah. You've got you've to have that small group uh, that is there to help digest what right. you feel like the Lord's doing in your life. I mean, I go right. back to part of my story about being here. You know, when we felt like the Lord was beginning to tug on our heart, you know what I did is I called those men in my mm-hmm. life that were part of my right. community, that were right. part of my group, who knew me, who got me, right. got my heartbeat, saw what the Lord was doing, and we began to digest that. And so it's something that you, you're not you're not created to do life alone. I and mean, it started that way in Genesis. You know, all we're right. not created to be right. a, to do it by ourselves at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the importance of that community is just uh, magnified. Anytime you're you, you're going through a situation where you're trying to figure out where the Lord's hand is leading, right. when you have a crisis that comes up, mm-hmm. the the first people that you call, or the first people that come through is community, always, 100% of the time. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I when we moved here, um, the long story made short, we had a moving fiasco. Our movers showed up, quit before they ever loaded an entire oh, box wow. at all. That's and uh, we had literally 48 hours to get out of our house before we closed and had to be wow. away from Houston. And what we did is we called our, our, our group, our community, mm. and we had literally 15 people who stopped what they were doing for two days, stopped with their work, stopped, closed their computers on their desks. They came to our house, masked up, gloved up. They boxed up our entire house and loaded it on two massive 26 foot uh, box trucks so that we could get out in time. Right. So the crisis that was there, right. when, when that happened, our community came through and it was a Absolutely. stellar story and definitely not one that we would have liked to have had, but right. now that we have had it, like... There, it is just an incredible picture of what the community of of, of the church of of God's children can do right. when they come through whenever crisis happens. So right. yes, we're not created to do life alone <laughs> at all. We need community. It's sure. a big deal. Yeah, and I think that one side of that coin is that the gospel is exciting when people get the gospel and we hear about people people having heart change and life change because of Jesus is like our rocket fuel that pushes us forward. The other side of that coin is this inspirational church. Um, relationship that that story you just shared right there um, has got to fuel us a little bit. Yeah. It's got to excite us, especially for those of us that are in group and in community um, that understand what you're talking about. That in those times of hardship and the hard times, you can reach out to people. You've got someone there, for sure. and and yes, you can pray, and you and you should and have to. And, and and God is there, and He's supplying us. But God's there through the church, right? And so it's like it's like two sides of a, a really like beautiful coin that is. The relationship between Christ and the church, for sure. So, um, let's talk briefly just about um, you being a navigator. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, Grace Point um, has a lead pastor in Mike McDaniel, and then we also have 
three what we call navigators, and each one of these navigators helps lead a, a large bucket of our church. And so Nathan is one of the navigators, and his specific uh, roles include groups, but also he helps lead um, um, the kid men team. He'll I'll say I say it this way: he advocates for the kid men go. team because uh, we have uh, team leads for those. But um, he advocates for the kid men. Um, he leads groups, but he's a navigator. So Nathan, talk about what does it mean to navigate? And from your, like, I know you've only been here for about seven months or whatever now. Um, but, uh, but talk about your experience so far in navigating a church through COVID. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely there's. I wish there was just a textbook that said this is how you lead your church through uh, this because it would be really uh, beneficial. Surely John Maxwell has that, some yeah. like checklist or something. I, if like. not, um, it's, well, I say that someday somebody's <laughs> going to come out with a book and they're going to write it and uh, it's going to be it'll be great. Except it'll be outdated and kind of as soon as it hits the shelf, exactly. just because everything. Yeah. But anyway, it's been a it's been a challenge. But all that to say, man, being a navigator here is. Um, Super fun! I'm honored to be part of that team and to be able to lead in that way, to kind of help the help chart the future, if you will, um, and chart the now. I mean, that's the other part. I mean, it's not right. like we're just looking exactly. five years from now. We've got this situation that stares us at the face right now in the middle of this pandemic. <laughs> right. Literally every day we wake up, and so. Um, oh, but yeah. it's also one that you know it's important that we don't just have a singular. Uh, person out there saying, this is what we're going to do because we're listening to voices and we're listening to, uh, you know, people who are smarter than us for sure right. speak into stuff. And so, um, it's, right. that's a, that's a big deal, but being a, being a navigator is a great, uh, it's, it's a great, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be able to serve that way. Sure. Uh, love the team here, love right. getting to work with people that we get to work with and right. do life with and do ministry with. It's, it's, it's super fun. Yeah. Well, I can speak just being on staff. I appreciate your heart. I appreciate you being here with us. I'm, I'm happy that we um, are getting some perspective uh, from outside of even the state and uh, from outside of ministry. So I think you bring something great to the table. And if you're listening, um, you want to definitely connect with Nathan. Uh, this is uh, if you're not in a small group, for sure, because he could figure out how to get you in that. But um, just to get to know him, because he is on a higher level of leadership for our church. And so it'd be great to have that personal interaction. So I appreciate you sitting with me today and uh, going through all of this. Uh, and if you want to contact Nathan and get uh, in, in, into a conversation with him at a deeper level, um, it's Nathan at GracePointChurch.net. You can email him, and then he can decide whether or not he wants to give his phone number out to everyone. I don't know how he's going to do that, but no promises on this point. Uh, but you could also come by and say hi on a Sunday morning in the groups area in the gallery. So most of the time, before or after a service, he or Ann will be out there in that groups area that's right outside the main entrance door. So again, appreciate you, man. Um, this is uh, the end of this episode, and. Uh, uh, again, remember to subscribe to uh, Grace Point Direct uh, wherever you consume podcasts. Uh, each week, you'll have a new episode, so you definitely want to get the notification there. And remember, that as Grace Pointers, we want to show and share Jesus in everyday conversation with everyday people. Nathan? Live sent, Grace Point.